Blog Talk Radio. And hold of God's promise Circumstances can't stop me And neither will they block me Today I feel unmovable Nothing's impossible To walk on water To calm the sea To speak to mountains I can be free just Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. This is Dawn Marie uh, of The Process 319 Unleashed, our Tuesday edition. You know, those that follow, we always do a interview show on Tuesday talking about various topics facing our nation, the church, and even our individual lives. And today we are going to talk about capitalism, socialism, and the kingdom. I have one of my favorite guests on the show today. It's going to be a heated, powerful, awesome discussion. And again, my guest today is Mr. Gerald Borsico, none other than my great husband. Good morning, honey. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Well, we are talking about one of your favorite topics this morning, political <laughs> capitalism. <laughs> Socialism. Just a little bit. Just okay, a little bit. now we have to be nice to our <laughs> guests this morning, okay? We can't let them know all of our secrets, okay? Okay. We'll, we'll awesome. try. We'll try. Right, right, right. Well, first of all, I'm going to uh, open the show in a word of prayer because we really want uh, the things of God, the, 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 the heart of God to come out today. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for the desire and the idea to do this particular topic this morning, I pray that your heart be heard to all people all around as we talk about the economic structure of our society right now. And then hopefully uh, we'll get into comparing this to how the kingdom is supposed to run, but we're going to lay some foundations today. So God, I just pray that you just allow my husband and I, Gerald, to speak your mind. So I thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, uh, Gerald, you know we have battled this discussion quite often lately. Mm -hmm. And we see a Mm -hmm. lot of this thing called capitalism and socialism in the news these days. What do you think? Yes. Yes, it's definitely all over the place, Um, especially now with uh, a candidate who actually is an avowed socialist. But wait a minute, don't you think they uh, said that Obama was a socialist? Yeah, see, that's the thing. It depends on who you talk to um, in terms of what the definition is. Some people believe that socialism is an economic theory that advocates the means of production, distribution, and exchange that's owned and regulated by the government, well, wait a minute. Some wait a minute. Believe, Why do well, you say finish, some people? No, 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 well, no. Finish, wait a minute, though, Mr. Borsico. Why do you what? say some believe? Because, well, because on the Socialist Party website themselves, they defined what socialism is, and it's exactly what you said. Right. But that's not necessarily the only definition. There's also the production, distribution, and exchange should be owned and regulated by the community of the people as a whole. And that's considered socialism. See, some it depends on who you talk to. Some but wait a minute. At, but mm-hmm. what we need to understand, and I hear what you're saying, and I agree with you. You know, when you're looking at defining any particular word, topic, or um, subject, you need to know what the person is, uh, what message they want to communicate. So let's make it very, very clear then what the definition of the socialist, uh, let me rephrase that. Let's make it very clear what the socialist party is defining as 
socialism. So let me, this is, I got this right from their website. And they define socialism, strives to establish a radical democracy that places people's lives under their own control, a non-racist, classless, feminist, socialist society in which people cooperate at work, at home, and in community. Socialism is not mere government ownership, a welfare state, or a repressive bureaucracy. Socialism is a new social and economic order in which workers and consumers control production mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. Residents mm-hmm. control their neighborhoods, yeah. homes, and schools. Right. The production of, of society is used for the benefit of all humanity, not for the private not for profit, not, I'm sorry, not for the private profit of a few. Socialism uh-huh. produces a, con- a constantly renewed future by not plundering the resources of the earth. Okay, that's great. Then it says, uh-huh. um, let me just go ahead and read this real quick. Under the capitalist and authoritarian communist states, people have little control over fundamental areas of right. their lives. The capitalist right. system forces workers to sell their abilities and skills to the few who own the workplaces, profit from these workers, labor, and use the government to maintain their privileged position under authoritarian communist states. Decisions are are made by the Communist Party um, officials. And then I'm going to go on to, let's say, the people across the world need to cast off the systems which oppress them and build a new world fit for all humanity. Democratic revolutions are are needed to re- um, dissolve the power, See, that's, not exercise. That's the part right there. See that part right there. That's the part that makes me nervous. <laughs> I mean, the rest. Well, of it look. What I was lovely. reading, you was making the me nervous too. The rest of it too. sounds wonderful. You know, the rest of it sounds wonderful. You know, we're all going to work together. We're all going to be. You know, nobody's going to be left out. But then when it starts talking about that one world part, you know, and that stuff, that's when I start to get a little bit like, well, I don't know if I'm into that because I know what the end of the book says, you know, because uh, what they're talking about now is they're talking about a social order that, that, that there, is no, there is no big I's or little U's, that everybody's the same, everybody's, you know, in the same place. Now the thing that I the thing that there are things that I like about that and things that I don't like. I, I like the idea of workers' rights. However, however, you know then we, you know you have to look at the good and the bad. Even um, in the scripture, um, it talks about the 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 value of work. You know. And I think this is something that exists in capitalism and socialism alike. And that's where the, 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 the bind that ties these two together, sometimes I think both of these could exist in the kingdom together because if God is in control of both of them, that's the only way they're really going to work. Am I not correct? You're absolutely correct, but nothing apart from God is ever going to work. And as long as you have sinful man running and controlling things, um, you're going to have a problem. When I look at socialism, I'm reminded of the book of, um, well, not the book so much, but the the story of Saul. You know, people Mm -hmm. wanted a man to rule and reign over them, which is what it Mm -hmm. sounds like people want today. They want a governmental system to rule in the rain and to make the, the, the people that have worked for their, their, their money and gone to school and educated themselves, they want them to pay for what they're not willing to do. But then again, you have those that are in high power that then take advantage of those that don't. So, right. But here's right. the thing. And when you, yeah. when you have a Christian nation, supposedly, I don't know if we, we, we have the remnants of it, um, but when you have a, a nation that I do not believe was ever designed to operate independently of the uh, principles, values, and morals of the word of God, you wouldn't have this situation. Um, so I know I want to go here because we're going to get into this. Many times you talk about the book of Acts. You talk about the book of James 5, which talks about, you know, the community living. And, you know, um, well, that the yes, book of Acts yes. talks about socialism yes. and, and so forth. But the Bible also talks about capitalism as, as, as well. And I'm I going agree, to bring up several scriptures that talk about 
the free enterprise of the individual. So talk about that. Well, the problem is this free enterprise that you're talking about cannot take place in a, in a person's mind who has been uh, blinded by the God of this world. So you, 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 you want to have a system of free trade. Um, you want to have a system where goods and services are, are bought and sold on the open market where there's private owners for profit rather than by the state, even though, even though socialism technically is not the state, because some people would say that socialism is by the state, and they're looking at communism, and they're thinking that communism is socialism, where communism was just really government-run capitalism. But um, you, you want that free enterprise. However, if men's hearts are evil... How, how free, because capitalism at one point was based on trust. Capitalism is based on trust. You had banks called Bankers Trust, um, Trust Bank of, of America. All these different banks with the name trust in it. It's because you expected that person that you were shaking your hands with, and that was the element of the contract back then. You shook hands on the deal and you were going to stand behind your words that you spoke in regards to that deal because men were gentlemen. Men were men of honor. Men were men who kept their word. Their word was the only thing that they had. There was no dishonesty. You, 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 you wanted a product. I had the product. I placed a certain value on my product. You had money. You brought me the money or you brought me goods. Maybe it was a barter. Maybe I brought you all my cattle and you gave me a train or whatever the case may be. But there was honor because you knew that the value that you told me that was in this product was actually the value that you've given to me. And I know that the money that I want to spend is an honest amount on what I want to spend. But that doesn't exist anymore today. But That's here's, here's the why it doesn't exist. That's why it doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't exist anymore because we've gotten away. So you're 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 going down the lane. You're going down my lane now. Um, it, it doesn't exist anymore because kind of like um, Adam and in the garden, there was an original thought of here's how you just said. Here's how we're going to do our business. Here's how we're going to do free. We are honorable people, but at that time there was a society. They did have their issues because you know, you know, the founding fathers and everything, and there was slavery, and that's a whole other uh, uh, right. topic and can just, of worms. Just lower, but, just lower your mic a little. Just lower your mic a little. But at the end of the day, there was a mindset of we are going to. Uh, God was the end all and be all. Education existed so that people could learn to read the word um, and study the Bible. Uh, but another voice somewhere came into the society that began to um, think about ways in which to do better, but yet now I have to uh, lie a little. I have to know, know, fudge the truth a little, or I have a new way of looking on, at on it, side? and we don't on, base on it side? on the foundation of the word. On which side? On the wealthy side or the poor side? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it could be in on both. Uh, because mm-hmm. there, I do believe it, it goes to both. I mean, look at, I mean, if I was to make a real big stretch, you know, you had um, Eve who, if, if we understand the story right, or we have our depiction, Adam was sitting right there, you know, and yes. had to hear the conversation that, that the serpent was having with the wife. So they both heard the message, one yes. chose to act and gave it to the other. So I think you really right. can't say what came first, the chicken or the egg. We just know that a thought, if we just go there, a thought was placed into man that caused them to now pull the word of God out of our society. Now that the word of God has come out of our society, it's even out of our churches. Because <laughs> many people think that I go to church on Sunday, 
and maybe I'm lucky I go to midweek service. But they don't take those same values and those same tenets into their work life, honesty, loving your neighbor, thinking Mm -hmm. your neighbor is more highly than yourself. So Mm -hmm. in actuality, if if I'm a business person and I understand what you want to talk about, Gerald, in James chapter 5 on how I treat my laborers, then Mm -hmm. I'm going to treat them fairly. I'm going to treat them uh, um, honestly. I'm going to give them a fair day's Mm -hmm. wage. And then Mm -hmm. the, the worker is going to um, honor me by giving me a good day's wage. But nowadays, That's people right. want to come to work, don't want to work, and then the employer doesn't want to pay them. You know, right. yet they go but, to church and say, I'm a Christian. You know, right. but yet but you can't one, feed anybody. One, the thing is, but which one, you have to see which one came first. Is it that the employer didn't want to pay him first, or is it that the employee didn't want to work first? So it's, it's, you got to know the, you know, I, I don't think, I don't on. think you can. I really don't think yeah. you can make that dif- differentiation yeah. because your train of thought right there is to say, oh, well, it was the corporate person, the wealthy person that um, doesn't want to pay them and therefore um, I don't want to work. Well, I don't believe mm-hmm. that because people know that mm-hmm. they have to work. And the Bible is very clear. Mm-hmm. If you don't work, you shouldn't eat. Let's talk about right. that. There right. are people, I mean, in my little economic studies and, and just being in the business world for the time that I have, I've spoken to people who don't want to work. They they, they mean they have yeah. employees, their owners, and the people don't want to work. <laughs> I mean, right. to the point where people, employers no longer give their employees their check in the beginning of the day because they'll leave at lunch and not come back. So oh my gosh. if we talk about this socialist party, and when we talk about from the framework of, you know, spreading the love and spreading the wealth, what's well, going to foster the creativity? If I'm going right. to bust well, my butt and come to work and then you want to spread what I do to everybody, why would I come and work hard? Why would I come and be creative? Why would I want to come to work and collaborate when the person who really didn't do much is getting the same thing. And we know, according to Matthew chapter 24, 25, we're talking about the virgins and the, the, the parable of the talent, that even the master or the principal there is, if you don't do something, I'm going to take away what you have. Right, right. And then at the same token, there's also that verse where that gentleman had a debt, you know, and he went to the master and the master forgave him the debt. And then he had a debt, somebody had a debt with him, and he was wicked and didn't forgive that debt and put the person in prison. And then the master found out about him, you know, or he didn't put, a, put him in prison. I believe he, uh, he exacted the debt from the guy. And then the master found out that he exacted the debt. And he said, I just forgave you of your debt, but yet you didn't forgive the other person. So it's kind of like the, 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 there's a character issue involved with our money that, and, and it seems like our religion or our faith or our belief doesn't leave the church house and come to the workplace. We need to, we need to take our faith, what we believe and what we, what we see in the word of God. And we need to bring it to work. We need to bring it to our business place. We need to bring it to our, our, our CEO's office. We need to bring it to our board of directors meetings. We need to practice God's word in our business. And then if you're practicing God's word in our business, you won't have all these shenanigans on Wall Street with these derivatives and, you know, they'll take uh, a, home, a bunch of home mortgages and then put some insurance on it and then put a bet on it, you know, a $10 billion bet and then another bet for $100 billion on that bet. And then, you know, then you end up, I mean, with, with this financial collapse that we had in 2008, you had... Uh, over $300 trillion in derivatives. You know what a derivative is? It's basically a gamble. And these people are creating these financial instruments, and it's completely dishonest because they're not thinking about the people that have invested their money. But you know all these stories, and, and I'm sure the audience is aware of all these stories, of all of these, you know, uh, uh, all this corporate cronyism. And it's because people don't have a barometer morality barometer in the workplace and they don't have the word of God in their lives. 
So then how is socialism going to solve that? With us having this new, with Bernie Sanders running, and he's doing very well in the Democratic polls right now, um, why is this a solution? Why is it a solution? Well, mainly because, uh, for one reason, it it gives you democracy in your workplace. That's the one thrust of it. Because it, it gives you democracy in your workplace because everybody in the workplace has a share in the organization. So People like don't you want to share. They don't want to do that much. <laughs> they don't. You yeah, give people, I, 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 I mean, think about it. Why do you think companies are no longer offering a, a, um, a two-to-one match on a 401k? Folks who want to put money in it. People don't understand uh, wealth. They're living for today. Right. You give right. them health insurance, they don't they don't use it. They still stay overweight, smoke, get diabetes. People well, don't want to take any about, responsibility. So why okay, should thing, a company do for someone what they want to do for themselves? Let Let me explain. Okay, in in a, in a in a in a corporation that operates according to a cooperative methodology, which is what socialism is supposed to be teaching, is that all of the workers aren't just hired. You can't just be hired by a cooperative. You have to invest in the cooperative first. You have to take money out of your pocket and pay into a pot. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. You mean to tell me if I want to, based on the way you just said it, you mean to tell me that if I want a job and I go get hired, I have to pay them to hire me? That's right. Now you you, you know that doesn't make sense. And, and it, but you know what? If the job is attractive enough, people will figure out a way and people have. You know what? I am investing. I'm investing my talent. Yeah, but that's, that's not I'm enough. Investing the, I'm not investing enough. the money that I paid to go to college. No, there's no skin in the game. There's no skin in the game. You need to take the money out of your pocket and invest just like. But I don't have like any money. Do I don't have a job. Just like, with, okay, well, then you're not going to become, because there's members. And as employees, an employee is a person who's working towards paying off their investment. So you can work your investment off. Now, Gerald, come on now. This is 2015. Yes. That's not, I mean, people won't even even pay their union dues. They gripe about that. That's why we've lost unions in our country today. But if you look, but if you look at the largest corporation, there's the largest corporation in the world. It's called Mondragon. And it's in Spain. It is the largest corporation in the world. They make everything. I mean, they literally manufacture anything you want. Everybody's trying to work there. Everybody's trying to climb it to get. It's the it's the largest organization in Europe, and it's a cooperative organization. And everybody is part owner. Now, I'm not saying it's the best way to do business. I'm not saying it's the only way to do business. But I think I think that they have. A, a very good model for for a fair and equitable uh, 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 operation. Um, you know, it, it's of- taken a long time. It's taken a long time and a progression of time for capitalism to go. Excuse my vernacular, you guys. Hell in the handbasket, as fast as as, <laughs> as it has. I mean, it's taken a couple hundred years for us to right. see the ramifications of the, or let me rephrase that, the evolution of capitalism in our society. Right. I think the same thing is true for the for socialism in those other countries. Because uh, you cannot, the evolution of it has not come to fruition at this time. They thought right. that, we, we, we always thought that capitalism in its free enterprise, free uh, uh, thought, collaborative um, mindset, you know, run and control and have your way because, you know, there's a reason why we have it for it to get to where it is right now. And I think that the evolution of the socialist of, of socialism in the world mm-hmm. is to lump everybody into one pot. Now, what I want to talk about, and, and I, we only have a, maybe a half an hour left, I want to... Um, Talk about 
what it said on their website. It said the liberation of oppressed people. Bigotry uh-huh. and discrimination help the ruling class divide, exploit, and abuse workers here and in the third world. The Socialist Party works to eliminate prejudice and discrimination in all in, in all its forms. We recognize the right of self-defense in the face of attacks. We also support nonviolent direct action in combating oppression. We fully support strong and expanded affirmative action programs to help combat mm-hmm. the entrenched inertia mm-hmm. of a mm-hmm. racist and mm-hmm. sexist system, which yeah. profits from discrimination and social division. I mean, that sounds all lovely and pure and true, but, you know, we we live in a world where uh, a society, and if you read the end of the book and know the beginning of the book, that we live in a fallen nation. We live in a, a sinful society. Um, mm-hmm. How is that going to come to pass? I mean, it sounds pretty. It does. It sounds pretty. It does. But it does. We can't, I mean, really? We can't mm-hmm. love our family members, let alone well, do this. Truth be told, truth be told, even in a capitalist society that we have, those things are already happening. We already have socialist uh, infrastructure in place. We already have um, those types of of systems in place as we speak. So um, what they're what they're pushing for already exists. Um, the, the 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 issue that's taken place is you have pushback. You have pushback from the from the right side of the aisle, and they prevent those things from coming to full fruition. So you never can really tell what the outcome's going to be, whether good or ill, because nobody ever lets it go to full fruition. And the same thing can be said for capitalism. Nobody ever lets capitalism go its full course for good or ill, because nobody ever lets it go that far. Nobody wants to see the end game. Nobody wants to see what it actually can become. What would have to happen, what would have to happen, there would have to be a revolution of the government. The government would have to be overthrown. And these factions, whether capitalist or socialist, would have to completely take over and we'd have to become something else than what we are in order for that to take place. And so the only time I see that taking place are, is either with Satan or with Jesus, a complete overthrow of our government. Well, we, because, well, you mentioned something before, and since you're going to go there, I mean, this topic, ladies and gentlemen, is, is a vast topic. I mean, as mm-hmm. you can see, um, you know, Gerald and I are really kind we're kind of throwing the, the things out there and letting it hit the wall because there's just so much to talk about when it yes. comes to socialism. See, what I don't think, uh, uh, Gerald, is that they're not telling us what their ultimate agenda is. And I think no. even with the Pope coming, which is another reason that I wanted to do this segment right, right. That's today. Another, that's another issue I wanted to You know, <laughs> I mean, socialism looks like what we need to have at the end of the book. It looks because like remember, the book of Acts. It looks like well, Acts no, it doesn't. Well, see, well, okay, yeah, wait, wait. Well, you, you, it, it no, wait. you talk about that. You talk about that. But it doesn't away. You know, you know I, I, did some research. All I did some research. I did some research. Common, you know, they no. sold their property, their possessions to everyone that okay. had need. You know what I mean? No, There's that's a not what someone's saying. No, yeah. it says here. Um, I did. I looked at that because I know that that's been one of your major claims. Um, the point here is this. Let, let's talk about that. The early believers did not sell all their possessions, according to uh, chapter 2 of Acts, verse 43 through 47. Mm-hmm. Even though it may seem that the phrases had all things in common or selling their property or all things right. with common property means that the right. early believers sold everything and had um, a common pot. The context immediately qualifies these general statements. The believers continued to live and meet their own homes. Um, right. The author of this particular uh, study, Craig Bloomberg, says in his study, neither poverty nor riches. This is what he says. He says, um, Verses 43 to 47 of chapter 2 are dominated by highly marked imperfect tense verbs, whereas one normally expects an errorist once all once for all actions in historical narrative. There is no once for all di- 
divestiture of property in view here, but periodic acts of charity as needs arose. So it it wasn't a lifestyle, but what they did do, what they did do, they go, oh, oh, Bob has a need. Joe has a need. Let's pull what we have together and give it to these people. So nobody went without. Right. But they came together. And we, in some cases, do that in America today. We hear about a need and we start shipping money. I mean, we, we send money from a goodwill perspective to many others throughout our society, um, um, or our world, whenever we hear that there's a need, we never leave people out. It just seems that when it's isolated that we do that. Um, Mr. Uh, 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 Bloomberg, um, and it also in this writing, goes on um, to say this. He says, so there's a good reason to believe that the early believers did not sell all they had, but were generous and as occasion demonstrated they sold part of their possession and gave the proceeds to the apostles for distribution. But even if we, for the sake of argument, grant that all believers sold all their possessions and redistributed them among the community, does that prove socialism or communism is biblical? And they say, no, here is why. There would have to be a state-coerced taking of property and forced distribution of it. But the state is not the one here selling or giving property to those that had need. And I think that that's what the um, socialists are looking to do right now. Now, socialists is not state-driven. Think about it. Socialists is not state-driven. No. That's the thing. Wait, 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 wait. You say it's not state-driven, but in the research that I did, says that socialism is. And here's what I think, though. I believe that they're giving us this cursory look at socialism, but their ultimate goal is to put the government in charge of everything. And here's why. Government is already well, telling us to put our kids in booster seats. Government tells us when we uh, get shots. Government tells us when we... Is it, um, is it the government already running our lives as it is? But that's only because the people don't want God. They want a government to do it, just like mm-hmm. with Saul and, and God. When God in the Old Testament, I'll be your God. You know, didn't I take you out of Egypt? Didn't I feed you? Didn't I clothe you? Didn't I take right. care of you those 40 years when you were walking around the desert because you didn't want to listen to what I had to say the first time and you still don't want me? Haven't I been there for you? Haven't I been faithful? And the people said, we want a king. We want to be like them, which is the same we're saying we don't want God. We don't want God to interfere in our life. We don't want God to tell us to sleep with. We don't want God to tell us how to work. We don't want God to tell us to get an education. We want the government to make those people do for us. People don't want God. They want a government to lord over them. It used to be, I mean, really, Gerald, when you and I were growing up, our mother and our father, however they did it, good, bad, or ugly, they were the ones that took the responsibility to teach their children about sex. And now parents have abdicated their role of teaching their own children, and they've given it to the school board. Right, right. And then they have a nerve to get all in a tizzy, when the school board wants to teach them some crazy mess that they don't agree with. Half mm-hmm. the Christians don't even know what the Bible says about various topics in the Word. And also, and we could even talk about this, what does the Constitution, which I was going to bring right. up for this for this show, have to say about any of this? But let me right. talk, tell you this. Um, in a comparison between... Uh, capitalism and socialism. See, ladies and gentlemen, you have to know, I had to make sure I was ready for my husband this morning because he usually wipes me up with this topic, but I had to make sure that I brought you guys some really good information today. But here's the thing. The idea of the capitalist is more of a laissez-faire. Let it be. 
opposed to right, government like, intervention exactly. in economics right. because capitalists believe it uh, it introduces inefficiencies. A free market produces the best economic outcome for society. Government that does not pick wonderful. winners and losers. That would that would be wonderful if man wasn't evil. No. I mean, <laughs> that would be lovely. Well, you better pray for that one. Because, I mean, look at, you know, uh, you have these, these, these um, chemical companies and these uh, manufacturing companies releasing toxic chemicals into the atmosphere because they don't want to follow regulation. And then the communities that live in the vicinity of that factory, you know, third and fourth generation of children are deformed or have cancer. I mean, you know, this, look at look right here in California, not not two hours east of us, 30 years ago, people were dying of hexavalent chromium and because of PG&E, you know. So if had those regulations not been enforced, those people would still be suffering and dying. So but but here's of, the thing, uh, though. A thing where we really need to pray, really need to pray for the hearts and minds of people, and we really need to... Get the word of God out into the people's lives, into people's midst, and get it in, get it in the airwaves, get it wherever we can, because the 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 mindset has to change. The the, the, the people's minds are darkened right now. But but here's the thing though, with what you say, their their minds are because the the word of God regenerates and it de- definitely does bring uh, light, you know, to the people. Um, but and I hear what you're saying. And and I don't want to throw people under the bus completely. Unfortunately, mm. I've been a little really? jaded because just a bit. <laughs> you know, just a, bit. Just a little bit. You know, kinda. I've been a little bit jaded because of some of my business dealings have dealt right. with people who right on all gamut. You know, you wanted to go right. back and we we talk about how socialism, you know, is going to come and help us to not have the collapse right. of the real estate market like we did. But here's what I saw. Here's what I saw. In the 90s, in the mid-90s, there were still initiatives going to help African Americans and minorities buy houses because the, the, uh, um, the uh, banks were still uh, not allowing uh, minorities to purchase homes. So you had initiatives right. in CDBG areas, uh, block grant areas, to uh, foster growth. But then you had um, insurance companies that were not um, insuring homes. For example, there was a home in Milwaukee that was in very good condition. It was a, a limestone house. If I remember, it was um, all uh, mahogany wood with lead glass. The house was well over $100,000 um, value. Uh, but because the house was in the hood, they only wanted to give them like twenty grand. In the hood, really? huh? Okay. He was in the hood. I'm telling you, that house was definitely in the hood, you know. And they were suing for like nine point something million dollars. That money went back in. But I also remember um, um, people don't talk about white flight and, you know, blockbusting and redlining and yada, yada, yada. You and I were talking the other day about restrictive covenants and what were they and how did you do. People just don't understand the the racism and how deep it went. They just think that things happen. Right. But that's a whole other uh, topic. Right. Um, right. But what I found in those days is that not that the banks were right in what they did, not at all. But what I learned is that banks and mortgage companies created products for the need of the people. Right. Or they right. created products. So. You know, we we, we say, oh, oh mother mean, and father mean, have mean, to work. You mean, you mean for the greed of the people? Well, everybody's greedy, but see, that's the thing. We <laughs> always want to talk about the rich being greedy, but the but the poor folks are greedy too, and and the people that lost their money in some ways they were greedy also because okay, mm-hmm. you, you're making me digress now. So let's look at a program that I'm you sorry. and I were watching the other day, and we were watching, yes. and 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 one of the analysts said, if any of these people who invested their money, had read the information, mm-hmm. it was so blatant that this was false mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that they would have known. Mm-hmm. So I understand that people want to invest and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But hello, people. There's a fundamental thing 
that I think we all should do. And we learned it as a kid. Mr. McGruff, reading is fundamental. Right. We have a responsibility. And what happens is when people, how many times do we sign things and yet we don't read it? So you want to say, so the socialistic party and the things that we see on the new, you know, within the political systems nowadays, and I really hate that they're pitting Democrat against Republican. They're all in cahoots. Nobody is is walking around with a halo over their head. But here's the thing, Gerald. Actually, the people don't want the help sometimes. People don't this, want. Yeah. Meaning this, in the in the in the real estate. Let's go back to that. I met the people that will call me as a loan officer. Hey, I want to refinance my house. Okay, let's talk about what you what do you owe on your house? What do you think your house is worth? What do you owe? And this was the conversation. Well, you know, uh, about three years ago, we um, took out a line of credit. You don't even hear about a line of credit anymore. Mm. But at, in the 90s, a line of credit was huge. Mm-hmm. So people would get a line of credit on their house, the equity in their house, fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollars They pay off the boat. They pay off the video recorder. That was big mm-hmm. then. Yeah, I know. They pay off the credit cards. But now it's three years later, and they're back in debt. So I'm looking at their loan paperwork. I'm looking at their information. And well, what do you owe on your home? Well, we owe eighty thousand dollars. And what what is your second mortgage? Oh, my second mortgage is about thirty thousand. So you tell me that you owe a um a hundred and ten thousand dollars, but um I can only give you eighty percent loan to value. It's not going to be enough. Mm-hmm. So guess what the lenders do? They come out with the ridiculous products of giving someone a hundred and twenty five percent combined loan to value. Yeah, and the reason why they're able to do that is because they have a derivative investment package that's backing that up. The reason they were able to do it because they wanted to get the money from a consumer. Mm -hmm. Right. But you see, there's another thing at work here. It's because they're actually betting on the market for those, loans to either fail or succeed. Well, let me ask you this. Are they betting on the market or are they betting on the materialism and the greed of those in that, of the consumer? Oh, I think it's, it's both. I think it's both. I think it's what both. About common, case, in, what in, about in, common wisdom? I was watching a program on MSNBC um, back in 2009 Um I don't know about you and an audience. I don't know about you either, Gerald. I don't know about you. I I I remember growing up and hearing that you do not. Did you ever hear that? Say again. I mean, your mic dropped. I'm sorry. I said I grew up learning the basic economic budgeting 101. You do mm-hmm. not spend money you do not have. Right, right. Okay. That's, that's there was a segment where the lady, and this is what this was done also, people would lose their job. So now we're getting into the pride of life. Mm-hmm. Would lose their job, mm-hmm. refinance their house, pull out a second mortgage on their home to maintain a lifestyle when they know they're not working. And now they want mm-hmm. you to feel sorry for them. So here's what I'm saying. It goes both ways. So when we begin to compare capitalism and socialism together, here's what we get. Economic system. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, market-based economy combined with private. Oh, where did it go? Here, I'm, I'm looking at my, my screen here to get this information. Uh, it's jumping. I apologize, guys. Um, the... Um, It's going to a free market, and so I wanted to really read the the comparison between those two because, and I'll I'll get it back up in a moment, but it was very, very different from that of um, the the socialist idea. But we we Uh said we were going to, we entitled this program Capitalism, Socialism, and the Kingdom. So how do you think? 
the the kingdom is going to operate, or how do you think the Bible refers to socialism in our society, and how does that help us? I think it hurts us in a way. What do you think? I I I have to disagree with you because I see I see elements of both in operation. I see buying and selling. I see free market, but I see free market with a level of integrity behind it. I also see sharing of goods, sharing of wealth. You know, when in, in the in days of early Israel, you see in Leviticus, it talks about when you plow a field. When you plow a field, you let the, the, the excess fall over the side of the plow so that the poor may gather up the remains. You see, so everyone is to do their business with those who do not have in mind, and that's what the and that's what we we learn in the kingdom is when you do business, you do business with those who have who do not have in mind. We don't have that today. We have people just thinking about themselves. Um, it used to be before. I call it Reaganomics. I don't know what anybody else calls it or trickled down. It used to be the corporate tax rate was 74%. And if you keep taking money out of the business, you're, you're going to be at a 50% tax rate. So what do you do is you reinvest in the business and you build the business. And that's what we had. We had middle class, middle class growth. But we don't have that anymore since Reagan dropped the corporate tax rate. Now people are taking that money and they're creating all of these creative investment instruments and creative investment packages. And then you have with the, with the loss of Glass-Steagall, which basically kept banks and the stock market separate. Now you have GLBA, which is basically George Bush's, George W. Bush's version of, 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 of uh, economic reform, which allows everybody to just do everything, which is your laissez-faire. Now – you have the crash of 08. Up until that time, the market had never crashed to that degree. But in any, two things exist. Two things exist in a, in a, in a, in a capitalist society. You have booms and busts. There's a boom, the, capital, the, the economy goes real high, and then you have a bust, everybody goes broke. And, but the wealthy people know how to track these things. And they know how to pull their money out before those things happen. The poor don't have that option. And the no, middle wait, class, wait, we just wait, get caught. Why don't they? They can read. I can read. You can read. I mean, there's a difference in the mentality of the rich and the poor. I do understand. But in, in what you're saying, I mean, I can look at poor, and I've, I've spoken to people who are, who are on the bottom uh-huh. rungs of our society, and uh-huh, not uh-huh. all, but there is a segment of our population that really does, they, they've been, there, there's no gumption there, for a lack of a better word. They want <laughs> no, stuff no, done no for chutzpah. them. No chutzpah? No, no chutzpah. Nothing. <laughs> and I've met some in the middle class that don't right. want it either. Right. So, I mean, I think that socialism, apart from capitalism, you know, capitalism fosters collaborative efforts, creativity. It, it, it gets the juices flowing. It, it has free ideas and so forth. But I think that this socialistic party, and I do believe um, you know, and, and understanding that, you know, the end of the book and the end times and, you know, the the idea of the Antichrist uh, um, coming to earth and for those that believe that, I do believe that the socialistic party is going to, uh, or the socialistic idea is going to raise its head in mm. our society. I don't think that we're ready for Bernie Sanders yet. I mean, I, I really don't. Um I don't feel that people are ready to truly give up because we haven't got there yet. I do well, believe the that if there is another the crash, it's going to be. But the Republicans don't want to run against him, that's for sure. They want to run against Hillary because they believe they can beat Hillary. No, but I don't think that's don't true think either. Believe, that's not true. I don't true. believe they can beat – I don't believe no. they think they can beat Bernie. No, that's so, that's so not true. Here's why that's not true. Yeah. The reason that's not true is because there's, they've spent so – the effort to discredit her recently 
has just mm-hmm. gone through the roof. And we know the new mm-hmm. Speaker of the House, I mean, in his special, maybe not wise way, came out <laughs> and said, yeah, yeah, we're going after her with all we got. So I don't yeah. believe that. I believe that they probably would want to run against him. I mean, you mean former Speaker of the House, right? Because he quit, you know. No, 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 no. The new Speaker of the House. Oh, the new Speaker of the House. That? that? No, I didn't hear well, that. Well, acting speaker and new speaker, let's just put it this way. The guy, I didn't get it, remember his name, but it was on the um, the news, and I caught it on um, NBC, where they oh, specifically. Oh, no, I did see that. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. dangerous ground. That's dangerous exactly. ground. Exactly. I know, right? So I don't, <laughs> they, I mean, I mean, this is just getting crazy. Um, it is. It is. But but I I think in our society, in in our um, government right now, something does need to be done, uh, mm-hmm. and I do agree with that. But it needs to be done on all sides. It needs to be done, and everyone needs to take responsibility. The the right. problem, mm-hmm. the the thing is that we understand that um, that nothing apart from God is going to work. That's um, and 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 people want they want a savior, and they mm-hmm. want it to be a man, and it's and it's, it will be a man, all right. This is the one you think. Um, but there mm-hmm. was some some issues with um, uh, uh, the socialist party. So let me ask you this. Sure. Capitalism is going to give you free religion. Be who, whatever you want to be. Yada yada yada. I don't believe. The Socialist Party is going to allow uh, allow for that. They say that they will. Well, but capitalism I don't doesn't believe... have anything to do with religion, really. Religion, freedom of religion is a, is a tenet of democracy. It's not a tenet of capitalism. So you're talking about a political system construct, which gives you your rights and freedoms, and then you're talking about an economic construct that gives you, you know, your form of business. But now, there's one other thing that we have not yet discussed, and I wanted to bring this up just quickly, and I want to challenge the audience if they've, if they've heard of this term called neoliberalism. Neoliberalism. You and that doggone neoliberalism. <laughs> and, you know and what? People, and it's not what people think. It has nothing to do with the liberal party. It has nothing to do with the democratic party. It has nothing to do with uh, liberals in general. It is a capitalist construct whereby you seek profit wherever you can get it, and that even, even if that means, that means uh, betraying your own nation for the sake of profit, that's what it means. And we see by all of our jobs being shipped overseas and all of our manufacturing plants going overseas, you see this neoliberalist theory taking place. And so it, it, it's, it's not a matter of, you know, will capitalism give us religious freedom? Capitalism don't give a flip about religion. It's, it's your religious freedom comes from the democracy that we have in this country, which is under the Constitution and, you know, the Bill of Rights and our Declaration of Independence. Capitalism is a separate model from the uh, well, uh, well, well, let me share with government. you what I wrote. Uh, this is what it says. Liberal, um, it says neoliberalism is a set of economic policies that have become widespread during the last 25 years or so. Although the word is rarely heard in the United States, you can clearly see the effects of neoliberalism here as the rich grow richer and the poor grow poorer. Neo means we are talking about a new kind of liberalism. Now, what is liberalism? Liberalism can refer to a political, economic, or even religious idea. In the U.S., political liberalism has been a strategy to prevent social conflict. It is presented to the poor and working people as progressive compared to conservative or right-wing mm-hmm. economic liberal economic liberalism is different. Conservative politicians who say they hate liberals, meaning the political type, have no real problem with economic liberalism, including neoliberalism. Exactly. Neoliberalism again. Um, we are talking about a kind of liberalism. So what was the old kind? The liberal school of economics became famous in Europe. Uh, da 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 da. Set the, in 1776, called the Wealth of Nations. Um, economic oh, liberalism, 
prevailed yeah, that's the, in the United States ideology. through the 1800s and early 1900s. The Great Depression of the 30s led an economic um, economist named John Maynard um, yeah. Keynes to a theory that challenged liberalism as the best policy for capitalism. He said, in essence, that full employment is necessary for capitalism to grow, and it can be achieved only if governments and central banks intervene to increase employment. These ideas had much influence on President Roosevelt's New Deal, which did improve life for many people. The belief that government should advance the common good became widely accepted there. You mentioned something... Go ahead. That that is a democratic socialist model. There's a difference between a socialist model and a democratic socialist model. So just for the record, Bernie Sanders is coming as a democratic socialist. So he's looking to re-implement this kind of construct. But continue. Well, you know, here's the thing, though. Again, we've seen the evolution of capitalism in our society with the free trade, with the uh, free marketing and all these things. You just mentioned uh, all the jobs that go over to overseas. Well, here's the thing. Here's, here's what I remember. And I, and I was somewhat young when it was going on and we only have a few minutes uh, uh, left, uh, Gerald, but. I think we're going to do this again next week. Yeah, we may have to do this again next week, you know. And, and, and we were tame today. We were tame. I know. They, they we don't know kind. what we've gone through to get to this point, know. you know. But we've, here's the we've thing. We've been kind. We've, we've definitely not taken them into the drama. But here's the no. thing, Gerald. With the idea of what you said, jobs going over, now you have to go back to basic economics 101, supply and demand. And the cost mm-hmm. of what it's going to, uh, uh, people are willing to pay. So right. I remember, you know, Toyota comes over. They begin to put their their cars in, on the market, which to me is mm-hmm. a conspiracy because I can't seem to understand why t- these other companies are doing so much better than ours. Like, like we're just so horrible. But here's the thing. <laughs> um, that, there's a, to me, there's a problem with that picture, too. Two minutes mm-hmm. left. Yes. People don't want to pay for nothing. Pay me yeah. 20 or 30 bucks an hour, but I don't want to pay for that car. I'm going to go buy a Toyota. Well, no, but that would, that would be great if they were making 20 bucks an hour. No, 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 but you and I, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Come on now. Here Chrysler, it <laughs> GM, um, all the big motor companies were still doing well up until maybe 10, 15 years ago. My father yeah. worked at American Motors, and my daddy did well. Right. right. You worked there. I worked, I worked at General um, Motors. Okay, you worked at GM. I worked in the utility uh, in one of the the utility uh, companies um, in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. working um, there. I was making really good money. To a telephone but company, right? People did not want to pay. For anything, they want their uh-huh. things cheaper, uh-huh. so they spent their money on foreign goods or things made in Taiwan and every kind of other one right. that's out there. Right. And they did not support America. Right, but if they Last, have, we got one money, minute left. If, How far do you think um, D- Donald Trump's going to make it in the polls in in, in the election? I don't, th- I don't think he's going to make it very far at all because he really has no substance in his policies. He really needs to start laying out. His plan on how ah. he's going to do it. How is he going to get Mex- uh, get corporations out of Mexico and out of other countries? How well, is he going to build this to border? How is he going to prevent illegal immigration? He needs to delineate those things step by step and well, break it down. Well, he has delineated those. He has done that, but I do not agree with the way he's doing it. But I, but he has begun to lay out a plan on what he wants to do. Ladies and gentlemen, I really hope that you enjoyed this show today. Um, we provided a lot of information, food for thought. Please send your comments to the process 3919 uh, at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And again, you can be all that you want to be in God. Talk to you guys next week. Love you. Bye.
water I can be free to calm the sea I can be free to speak to mountains I can be free just being me 